Can we try it? Can Let's our try it. can our PP work? <laughs> Engage the PP. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Unrenowned Podcast, where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. What we don't like about Siege. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. We got some good stuff to talk about today. There's some new patch notes mm-hmm. coming. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what's been hot in the community, which is whether or not Siege should have one-shot headshots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to do some operator spotlights for the first time in a long time, so I'm kind of excited about that. Mm-hmm. You? Excited? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that all you're going to say this whole podcast? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going to be rough. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get into these patch notes. Mm-hmm. Chris, do you have those open that you can tell us about? Mm-hmm. So. Oh, he speaks. <laughs> as, well, yeah, I didn't actually, I don't have like a translation really for how to say patch notes while I'm mm-hmm-ing. So I'll just go ahead and read these. So the patch notes have the encase the lion rework the capital update version 2 and reverse friendly fire and the best thing about this whole thing is that reverse friendly fire has a forgive option now like that's the best thing ever that wasn't announced at first it was announced that they're looking to that in the future but it actually came with this update that's exciting um so start off with lion they have just basically changed them to how they said that they were going to change them in the past. The ability warning is from 3 to 1.5 seconds, so that's cut in half. And then it, it, um, the scanning duration lasts for the half the time for two seconds. Instead of the outline, there's just like a red ping that goes follows the person around. Um, he has three charges now instead of two. And the yeah, that's surprising, time, actually. That's actually kind of cool. He's going to be interesting. And the amount of time between each charge is 15 seconds instead of 27. Yeah. Um, so this is, like you said, this is basically what we've seen at the uh, at the year four announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in the. It's not. Anyway, is is it in the test server? I'm very confused about this test server thing. Is it in the test okay. server or is it not yes. in the test server? So it's so here, here's the stupidest thing about the whole entire test server. First of all, if you don't play it the first day, you can't play it at all because nobody else is playing it. Second of all, with this update, it doesn't apply to anything that's not on a multiplayer dedicated server. So if you go on your own custom local game, you can't play it. You can't play it on an online custom game because you can't start it unless you have enough people. You can't play it in your own solo terrorist hunt because the just the new patch things aren't there. So I tried I went into the test server and I tried a custom game. We tried to like test some of these things out because we couldn't play last night. We tried to play the test server and nobody was on. Yeah, we did try to get on and play and For like 20 minutes we get a game. searched. I just restarted the search, tried all the different playlists we couldn't play. Um, so I went into a, a uh, custom match today and I was like testing some of the stuff. I was like, this is so weird. Like Capitals, like none of this stuff is patched. And so I had, had to like go back to the patch notes. Apparently it doesn't apply to anything that's not on a dedicated server. Which makes no sense. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. What? Like why? I, maybe it's getting the updates from the server. Might be. That must be what it is. It must be, it must be getting changes from the server instead of having them generate a new build of the game. Yeah. That's my best guess. Um, but let's go through these one at a time. So lion, I mean, we've basically talked about this before, except the one thing that's, that's new that we didn't know is that vigil's ability will now cloak him from lion scans, mm-hmm. which suddenly makes vigil pretty interesting. Yep. Where he, before he was total garbage. Yeah. We just talked about last week how he's 
his guns are good, but we talked about how his build is just very boring. Yeah, Total Garbage is not fair. Vigil's actually a good operator. He's just boring to play, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. Especially, like, at lower levels where people don't drone as much, it's just not, it doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and even higher levels, you know he's there when you're droning. You just can't see him, but you know, okay, well, Vigil's around here somewhere, so I know it's not safe. Right. You know, so this, but this is very, very interesting. I, I wish that they would add Mute to this, but it might just make Lion too obsolete when you have Mute and Vigil stopping him, you know? I don't think so. I think I think Lion will be continue to be used. They just won't feel overpowered. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love it though. I think this is really good. I'm yeah. excited to see how it plays. Yeah, like well, now I I would pick Lion more probably because before I just didn't pick him because like I knew how annoying it was. You know mm-hmm. that, and I felt like it was like this sounds so stupid, but it was really easy to counter. You just stood still, and so like half the time it just wouldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like it was useless. You could only do it once every 27 seconds, and so it was like I just. But now like every 15 seconds, you can scan that bad boy. Right. That's nice. This this again would be really good once you have um, the diffuser planted, mm-hmm. because now you can do it basically all three times within that diffusal timer. Yep. Right. So like it would be a, a really good tool for that to um, be able to stop their pushes back to the diffuser. Uh, and and again, the vigil thing is super interesting to me. Like if if I know the other team's using lion, I might actually pick vigil and like use that against them. You know, mm-hmm. which is a, a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Capital, good changes for Lion. Capital, yeah, I like it so far. Which I haven't tried it, but yeah, impressions like so. it. <laughs> um, reduced damage. So basically, they've the only thing they've changed is now the area of effect takes two seconds to reach the full size, mm-hmm. and the arrow is affected by gravity. So it's still damage per tick taken down from nineteen to twelve, and then they have increased the overall area of effect. Yeah, um, I'm doing hand motions while I'm talking about this. You guys can't see that, but nope, it makes it more interesting for myself. Um, again, unable to test this because it's not in the your local server build. But seems good. I don't know how... I can't say much about it because I, I can't test it. Honestly, I think that they have undone the buff they did to Castle, which, like, like I, I recognize how he was broken in certain ways um, on the previous attempt to... Uh, Capital? To fix it. Yeah, Capital is what I mean. Um, But here, like... Okay, so now basically what you're saying is it doesn't have a bigger size because it takes two minutes or two seconds to get to that size, which mm-hmm. means you're not going to catch anybody with it, right? You're, yeah. It's going to it's going to be used as like denial of an area, mm-hmm. but you're not going to like catch anybody with it and kill them. You'll still catch an echo. Yeah, like, I mean, but that's the same as it's always been. Right. Uh, and then affecting the arrow I mean, kind by gravity. Because you can still, because now it's changed where it does fall still to the ground. So that's like, true. you can get different angles than you were able to before. That's true. That's a good point. So there's still that. I don't know. Well, like, again, we have to see it mm-hmm. before we can really make too many judgments. But like, I, I I'm interested to see how much drop there is on the arrow. Because if it's a right. lot, then it will make him pretty worthless. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to tell how much 10 meters is in a video game, honestly. Like, so, well, we we have pings and stuff and yeah, yeah. to help us. Yeah, no, yeah, you feel. can you can see, but just like in in the video game itself, like while you're actually playing, it's hard right. to tell. Like, oh, that's going to be too far. I mean, you can just over time, but like, there's games where I'll play, and all games are pretty good at like. I feel like what am I trying to say? Basically, I'll play a game that says like, oh, something's like forty meters away. I'm like, wait, but it's right there. Like, I feel like that's not forty meters. It's like ten feet. <laughs> yeah. Um. But also, I mean, part of that is we just don't do meters and. The U.S. We do yards, but they're almost well, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yards and meters is a pretty close conversion. But. Um, 
but anyway, I just feel like me just it's so hard to like be like, oh, that's gonna be that's gonna drop. I mean, after playing it for a long time, you'll just yeah. I think I think know. it'll be, just be intuitive, but, really, more than anything. But uh, yeah, one of those that like it sounds to me like his buff has now sort of sort of been undone. Um, but we'll just have to see. Reverse friendly fire. I'm really sad that we couldn't test because there's a lot of stuff I wanted to test with it. What 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 is what was his buff? Capital. Yeah. I mean, just the the chain, the rework to him. Oh, that first buff, right? Okay, like yeah, the yeah. first attempt to rework yeah. him. So I missed reverse... to see if you can still like. There was a couple of videos where people would shoot one pistol hole in the ceiling and then shoot the dart right through it. Right. They don't mention that here at all. So I wonder if you can still do that or not. I I think that you would be able to, but the difference is that it would take the two seconds to reach its full size. Okay. So it's not going to like catch somebody in a corner that they can't get out of or whatever which is why i think that it's not going to be useful anymore yeah i'll just say i'm curious so i don't know anyway okay so the reverse friendly fire uh i wish we could have tested it ourselves Mm -hmm. we couldn't because of what we talked about already but we did uh find rogue nine's video explaining how it all works and so there's some interesting things there some of it's like really confusing so okay so first of all the way that it works in general is um, once you've killed a teammate, um, so this is new when you kill a teammate, they get an option to confirm whether or not the kill was like purposeful, mm-hmm. right? So they have the option to forgive or to apply the team, the reverse friendly fire penalty, which is good because I feel like that's where most of the complaints were coming in was yep. like people are being punished for not actually team killing. Right. Right. Uh, or well, not team killing on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Correct. Um, so that's good. And and we didn't know about that before. So, and podcast power on that one. So yes. Uh, PP. The, the old PP. <laughs> we have really good PP. The, uh, so, so then when that happens, then anytime you shoot another teammate or whatever, you will receive the damage and they will receive none. Great. Okay. Now it gets confusing when it comes to gadgets. Mm-hmm. So the way that they stated it was that um, unique gadgets, like, for example, Twitch's shock drone, uh, will reflect damage back onto the gadget itself and not onto the player, mm-hmm. which is true. Uh, when Twitch shocks you with her drone after she's committed a, a friendly fire kill, uh, then the shock drone is destroyed. Same with Master's Evil Eye. But there's other gadgets like Fuse's cluster. Master's Evil Eye actually doesn't kill itself for some reason. No, I thought it was that if it shoots the Twitch drone, it doesn't kill itself. No, if it shoots, if it shoots friendly gadgets, like it was shooting Jaeger gadgets and other things, and it wasn't killing itself. Right, right, right. But if it shoots a player, does it kill itself? I don't know. I, th- I think I think that's where it was confusing. Was that when it shoots a player, it's killing itself? Okay. But the the shock drone, if the shock drone goes mm, and kills yeah. a, a friendly gadget, it kills the shock drone instead. Okay. But if the evil eye shoots at a friendly gadget, it doesn't kill the evil eye. So it's it's inconsistent the way the rule is applied. Uh, and then there are other gadgets, unique gadgets even, such as Fuse's Cluster Charge, that don't reflect the friendly fire and continue mm-hmm. to kill friendlies. Yep. So, which is good in a way because you don't want this new strat where Fuse intentionally team kills one round and then the next round... He goes and gets sets off cluster charges in the objective while his team gets to run in and secure the the area, yeah. right? Like, that would be terrible on Biohazard or on Hostage, mm-hmm. where it won't kill the hostage now. So, obviously, that is better. Yep. But it's inconsistent. And then there's things like, 
frag grenades still will kill friendlies and won't reflect back onto the person. Uh, Capitao's firebolts, like all, like a bunch of gadgets have been confirmed to continue to injure friendlies and kill them. Yeah. So you're, and so the problem is now you've removed the auto kick penalty uh, and you're not penalizing kills with certain gadgets. So now all the people have to do if they want to grief with friendly fire is they just pick Capitao. Yep, pick Capital, pick, pick smoke, and then urge someone with frags, right? Or impact grenades. Mm-hmm. Impacts, impacts did damage. Oh, impacts did reflect. Yeah. So that's confusing too. Why do impacts reflect when frag yeah. grenades don't? It makes no sense. It's it's hard because you you don't want to be able to frag a teammate, and it doesn't actually kill a teammate. But at the same time, it's it's like the reverse friendly fire is a really good idea. But why don't we just do you killed someone if they said it was intentional? You're kicked. If not, you're in the game. Yes, that's what it should be. They've they've already done the forgive thing. Um, I feel like you know the first one's free, mm-hmm. and no matter what they say, right? No matter what they say, but they they still get to say right mm-hmm. purpose mm-hmm. or not. And then the second one, if they said the first one was a prom purpose, then the second one is it an auto kick or is it the same thing? The next person votes, and if the next person says forgive, then you're okay. I think if yeah, I think if the next person says forgive, you're fine. Yeah, I, I kind of think each I think team should kill be a limit that. though too. Like if it gets to four, like you well, can't if the just same keep person if if, every, if the person who was team killed keeps forgiving you, then so what? You know, because yeah, what if we're playing? What if we're playing with a group of friends and we're just being silly and team mm-hmm. killing each other? Yeah, and I mean, if that's a serious problem, then I guess we resolve <laughs> that, right? But like. <laughs> But it seems like that's the best system, and you've already put that in. Right. I don't understand why the reverse friendly fire has to even be a thing. Yeah, it, sh- it really should just be first team kill is whatever the person took us to say, just so that they have stats on how many purposeful ones there are in general yep. for a general yep. person. Yep. But then the second one really decides if it's forgiven, then they're good. If it's not forgiven, then, well, they're gone. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And I'm curious, too. How does the ban work? Is it? Cause, right now? Yeah. Like, I know it's... I know it's 27 minutes whatever it is but like say how am i trying to say this like people that are getting banned or like for chat toxicity or something like that like uh-huh. is it just a day of when they activate the ban or is it like a 30 minutes from when they turn on the game and then like it starts counting because like if someone gets banned for chat toxicity for a day and they're saying they they get banned while they were offline or something yeah uh-huh. yeah and so but then they don't go online for two days the ban just goes through they just had no idea they were even banned is that the case, or is it like, oh, they log on, it's like, oh, no, by the way, you're banned for a day? I don't know. I've never been banned for chat yeah, but I would assume, well, it's pretty instant in most cases, right? Like, I mean, there might be cases where somebody well, reports it and they review it. Now it's it. different, yeah, because oh, have it they... doesn't auto-kick you. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, like I, I would guess that it probably just starts from when they activate the ban. You know what it should do, too, for, like, the team kill bands or like the ones that are like the 30 minute bands or whatever it should make you have the game on for 30 minutes you have to run down the timer <laughs> yes you can't just like walk away from your computer and be like okay well i just won't play siege anymore and be like nope you gotta have the game open at least i don't know what that achieves but okay you just pisses them <laughs> off so that's what it does yeah second uh, cool um anyway, yeah so well good step in the right direction yeah so and then that's what i want to say is like I said before, like, just do something, like, just try a solution, mm-hmm. even if it's not the right one. More and so, PP. you know what? I'm happy they're trying a solution, and I don't think this is the right one. I think we've seen in other games, particularly like Counter-Strike, we've seen servers that have implemented this, and people always hate it because then it just introduces just weirdness mm-hmm. where, like, 
I threw a frag and a teammate ran into it and I die. It's like, that's not my fault. He was a dummy. Yeah. You know, or just like, or weird strategies, you know, where people like, it's just dumb. So, but good on them for trying something. I just think let's just do the forgive or punish. Just that's yeah. all we need. It works so well. That's all we need. It's flawless. Um, not flawless, but eh, it's, flawless. it's the best solution. I think for sure. One thing too, that's just a whole different thing is it's so different on console and PC. Like, that's that's one reason why and i'm not going to talk about halo a bunch but it's one reason i'm so excited for halo to come to pc Mm -hmm. is there's going to be so much less like griefing and like stepping in front of you all the time on purpose or like just shooting you your shields down like yeah we have our fair share of it on pc but it's nothing like console i don't know if that's true oh it's true the last the days that i've been on xbox live and gone back to console just to play some halo it's ridiculous But, but is that because it's on console or is that a difference between halo and siege I mean that could be too. It could be the difference between Halo and Siege, but also well, like, I also I also remember too, like playing Call of Duty. I would have a lot of people griefing me. I mean, that's true. Between Call of Duty and Siege, well, you have the same thing, but I, I guess I guess where I might agree with that is that I think that the audience tends to be younger on mm-hmm. console, mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe you do get more of that from younger people it's who more think mature it's funny. players. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's true. I don't know. I don't know, but. I wish they would just stop. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Uh, that's pretty much it for this. these patch notes. They fixed some bug with uh, hacked drones losing signal um, throughout the map. And then they haven't said anything about when this will come to the live servers, if ever, or whatever, you know. So it, it's on the test server now, and you can't play it. You can't play it. <laughs> that so, doesn't really matter. So don't even try. We've already did. I think you just have to play it the very first night. It must be. You must have to play it right when it comes out. We'll we'll try to do that next time. Um. Okay. Should we get into this headshot business? Yes. Let's. And then I have some random things to talk about that I just decided I want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> um. So there's been talk. Uh. Recently, there's been, it, it's, it's there's been, been chatter. It's been chatter. There's been uh, undercurrents sure. of uh, <laughs> just people saying like maybe this game shouldn't have one shot headshots. And this has come, I think, from some pro There's players. Babble about it. <laughs> babble. Uh, Rockus, uh, not Rockus. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Are you trying to think of another one? I pulled up the thesaurus. I if know you want to hear some more. I know. No, that's okay. Blathering chit chat, gossip, gas. There's been gas about this. Oh. Smoke involved. Rattle. Twaddle. Anyway, <laughs> I think even some pro players have brought this up. Like Pengu, I think, has has been sort of pushing for this. Um, and then like a lot of just like YouTubers and streamers and stuff have been saying like, hey, like maybe this isn't the best mechanic actually. Um, so like what's your first thought on that? My first, my honest first thought is that's what makes Siege Siege. That's mm-hmm. part of the core things of Siege is headshots, one shot, you're dead. Yeah. And it, 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 it Counter-Strike does this, does it do this 100% or is it only with certain weapons? I don't know. Because now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like the pistol wasn't one shot headshot, but I also can see the ding and like the little flash, like the little helmet thing you get. Well, you, I mean, you could definitely still get a headshot kill with a pistol. I just don't know if it's one I don't shot. I know if it's one shot. Anyway, it's, this is like one of the games where it's like, no matter what, you just touch the head and they're dead. And it was kind of nice. Yeah. Like and just those, the, the games head. are actually more rare than you think. Mm-hmm. like you think one shot headshots are a thing in fps but then like when you try to think about games that actually do that like with every weapon that's actually not that common Mm-mm. um but anyway i just think that's what makes siege siege and so it's kind of like 
I do want to see it, but I also could just see it like this. No, no, it's not Siege. Yeah. But upon deeper thinking, my thoughts change about it drastically. And I don't want to say like, this is the good idea. Let's go with it 100%. Like, oh yeah, I'm down. Because I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not saying it's going to be amazing. Yeah. But I want to see it. I want to see it tested. Yeah. It would be super fun if they just did this on a test server or even in an event. I think it might be fun as an event where mm. where they've changed the damage and how it all works or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's like the main portion of the event. In custom games, actually, it doesn't, it doesn't let you take off the headshot multiplier. There's this there's this section of custom games that says health and damage mm-hmm. of things you can change. The only thing you can change is how much health each player has. Uh-huh. There should be a thing on there that you can turn off a headshot multiplier. Yeah. Or reduce it or something. Reduce it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I definitely would want to keep a multiplier on the headshot. I would yeah. want that to do more damage yeah. than, a, than a chest shot. Like, I think it should probably be a two shot kill regardless. Like, it should be like if you get it, if you hit a headshot, that's like 90 damage guaranteed or something like that. Um, but it like I think it would be really interesting to try. And like there's a lot of reasons why. One is that like I think that just latency that it's inherent in online gaming can make this a problem a lot mm-hmm. of times where it's just like you get killed before you even had a chance to see where the guy was. Like before before you even saw him, you know, like yeah. not just like I didn't see him, but like he literally wasn't on the screen. Yeah. Before I was dead. Uh so like it would I think help with that a little bit where there's just that fraction more of, of time where you can react. Also just like kind of the random like flick kills that people get sometimes where it's like you snuck up behind them and like you start shooting and they just like turned and shot and you got the lucky headshot. Like those mm-hmm. are frustrating. Those are so, so frustrating. Um, and then just like the random, like the peak kills where they like, you're like, you're holding an angle or something and they, they just do the peakers advantage thing where they just strafe the window and shoot and strafe back, you know? And it's just like, they get, they happen to land the one headshot and you're mm-hmm. dead. Like it's just frustrating sometimes. So, like, those are some of the things where I'm like, eh, it might be nice. Today, even, we were playing bank, and we were a CEO office, and I was Echo. Um, and I killed two people that were out in the parking lot. And, I like, it was Buck and uh, I think Ash was up there. But, anyway, they had assault rifles, like, better guns than I did. I should not have been able to take them both out with the MP5 SD. Right. But I just got two, like, lucky headshots on both of them. Like, yeah. I was aiming for the head, but still, it's like, I was so far away with the gun, way less stable. Well, Buck's gun sucks. But it's like, I don't know, like, I just feel like that wasn't right for me to be able to take them out on the sure. parking lot. Sure. And, and, and I think what they I would... They both rage quit, by the way. What? They both rage quit. Yeah, they did both rage quit. I think what I would be in favor of, too, is, like, um, certain weapons continue to be one-shot headshots, particularly glass, obviously. Yeah. I think glass should definitely be. Mm-hmm. Um, DMRs. Like, mm-hmm. let's make DMRs all one-shot headshots where mm-hmm. assault rifles aren't. And then suddenly DMRs have a place in this game. Yeah. I also... I mean, I've talked about this a little bit, but I just want the ACOGs to be gone, completely gone, except for DMRs. Like, this is would, an interesting concept. It would end spawn peeking. I mean, it wouldn't end it. Like, you'd still have spawn peeking, but right. it would not be like it is now where you have Doc peeking the windows and getting these, like, couple headshots at the very beginning. It's like, okay, like, that's not skill. That's just, like, I decided to peek a window, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just silly. So it'd be cool to have that gone where, mm-hmm. like, so Doc you're can't saying, do that So you're anymore. saying no ACOGs on defense. Right. Um, ACOGs only on defense. DMRs mm-hmm. on offense. Yep. I, I think that's actually really interesting. Like, I mean, they're playing with taking away ACOGs from people now, right? With Ash's, mm-hmm. Ash losing her ACOG on the um, R4C. Uh, right now, the rule is that all assault rifles have ACOGs, and I don't know why that should be the case. Uh, and I think that's another way to give DMRs a place in this game that where they kind of matter, you know? Mm-hmm. Give them the range. And what if, too, like... 
I feel like right now, all the sites, there's no, if you can pick an ACOG, you pick an ACOG and there's no good reason to pick anything else because right. it doesn't have any reason not to pick an ACOG. Right. So it would be interesting if the other sites had more visibility and the ACOG like was a lot more narrow, like it would suck when you get close quarters, but mm-hmm. far, far away, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying that's great, but there needs to be something where like other sites are more viable than the ACOG because ACOG rules all right now. Right. Like, and as a defender, like I would really love it because like, I mean, I play a lot of Rook, and a lot of that is because of his ACOG on his MP5, mm-hmm. right? But, like, when I play Castle, when I play, I mean, I guess play Maestro, too, because he has the same thing. You know, he's an ACOG and an amazing gun. Uh, but, like, when I play these other operators, I just always feel like I have such a disadvantage, mm-hmm. um, especially on longer engagements. It's just, like, I, I just don't even want to try to engage anybody. I just want yeah. to try to, like, wait till they get close enough that I can just pop them full of SMG, right? Yeah, and if we want to talk about, like, trying to be realistic, like... Why why are all these people not. having ACOGs on assault rifles when they're going into close quarter combat in a building? Like, right. What? No. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Right. And I'm not saying Siege isn't realistic. Like, it's not this realistic military sim, mil sim game. But. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Like, I think that'd be interesting. I think that combined with the headshot thing would be super, super interesting to try mm-hmm. out. Um, the, the things that I do like about headshots is, one, it, it really does give you a chance when you're down in the numbers, you know, when you get down to a 1v3, 1v4 situation, mm-hmm. you only win those if you get the headshots. Yeah, true. Right? Unless you get, like, some lucky, like, gadget stuff, right? Like, sometimes if you're on defense, it's like you've had a bunch of trappers on your team and they make some mistakes and push too hard or whatever yep. and you get some lucky trap kills or whatever. But for the most part, like, you're not going to turn around those 1v4s, 1v5s unless you can get headshot kills. Yeah. And so if that becomes a thing where you're taking damage from each engagement you know because you aren't able to get that instant kill then that's probably not going to happen anymore yeah um not often i mean also you do get killed by that one shot headshot too so you can end your yeah at least your one before could last longer maybe because you're not yeah. getting that instant yeah, that's true but like i just feel like if it becomes where every time you get into engagement they're going to have a chance to get a shot on you mm-hmm. even if it's not a headshot then it's like you're, you know, first guy, you take 20, second guy, you take 30. Yeah. You know, by the time you get to the fourth or fifth guy, it's like, you don't have anything to spare. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing I love about Siege 2 that we've talked about is it's, it's not as much about, oh, I'm really good at gunplay, so I'm better than everybody else. It's more like I'm smarter at this game. And I know the map better. Yeah. But this would even make that even more of a, like, characteristic of Siege mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you don't have one shot headshots. It's like, I really outsmarted you and you, there's no way for you to like just because you're really good at gunplay from Call of Duty, you don't get to turn around on me and right. Yeah, you can't you can't win. get yourself out of bad situations because you have good aim. Yeah, right. And like it, it really emphasizes the tactical play more. And that's something that like when shortly after Siege came out, I started to get frustrated with that. Like I loved Siege because it leaned so much more into tactical gunplay. Mm-hmm. But once people started to figure out the peaking and the holding mm-hmm. angles and put ACOGs on everything, it started to become a lot less fun for me because it's like, I know I'm never going to keep up with people on the Twitch shooter game. And that's yep. why I liked Siege because it wasn't as much of that as like Call of Duty and stuff is. Uh, but then that sort of faded away once people figured out how to make it into that. And that's mm-hmm. what the meta is now. Yeah. And so I would like as an older gamer and as somebody who just doesn't have time to spend like doing all that, like I would love to have it come down more to my tactical play and my like staying in cover and holding a good position, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I I hate the holding a pixel angle and then just getting this one headshot kill. It's just, it's silly. 
Yeah. I just wish it wasn't a thing. I mean, it would, it would definitely be different. And if that's what you love about Siege, if you love Siege because that's the way it is, then you probably would hate it, right? Yeah. So not uh, everybody's yeah, going to agree. Like, it could totally ruin Siege, but I would just like to see it tested. I, yeah, I would like to try it for sure, just to see if I like it better. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if we've learned anything, it's that we should try things in Siege because sometimes you try something like the uh, Road to SI playlist and you realize like, wow, this is the way to play siege this mm-hmm. is like so much better which is funny because before i think i would have been against like a lot of that stuff i'm like i don't really want this in siege but then when we played it i was like oh this is amazing yeah so fun okay anything else to say on headshot no, mechanics really. yeah like can we try it can i can our pp work <laughs> engage the pp that's podcast powers if you fit it out while we talked about that pp's podcast powers all right what are these random things that you wanted to talk about okay one the debris when you melee a barricade, it is the most, it, it happens mostly if you melee like the side of the barricade. So you hit the barricade where it does like less sound or whatever. If you hit the middle of it, usually the debris falls out, usually. But if you hit the side of it, almost always it sticks there, like mm-hmm. more than half the time. Mm-hmm. But then on the other person's screen, it falls off. Yeah. It's like they can see you, but you can't see them. And it is so annoying because every time I hit it, I'm like, dang, I have to hit it a second time. And then half the time that second one still stays. There. I'm like, oh, yeah. And I have to destroy the whole entire window to see through it. Right. And I've already made a bunch of noise and the guy's gone. It's so stupid. I hate it. That yeah. needs to be server side or just the debris needs to disappear. It's definitely something we've talked about before. Um, and it definitely sucks. I, I remember somebody talking about they shouldn't make that server side because it's too much load on the server. I think this might've been Epi on his interview on hot breach. Okay. Where he was saying like, you know, if we make that server side, that's just way too much load on the server. And I, I think he was I, saying like, we recognize it's a problem. Oh, good. Um, and we're looking into ways to fix it. Honestly, I think like when you hit it, just have it shrink till it doesn't exist, you know, have it, yeah. have it shrink to, what do you call that? Like just fade out basically. Yeah. Right. Like, who cares what it looks like? We have plenty of games that do silly things like that. You know, uh, let's just, let's, let's make the game functional instead yeah. of pretty. Yeah. It's for the sake of the game. Um, awesome. Maverick's torch works correctly. Most of the time, if you get a barricade with Maverick's torch, first of all, it's like silent. Mm-hmm. Second of all, the debris almost always falls away. Well, does it, does it actually fall with Maverick's torch or does it kind of just get destroyed? No, it does. It falls. It, it falls. like, it kind of fades away, but then like you see debris fall. Okay. Yeah, that's nice. Well, Sound I agree with you. <laughs> Danny's, it's very annoying. Um, another thing, the end of round replay is so dumb half the time. If it's like, it ends with the diffuser, ends the yeah. time running out, it should just always show the last kill. Yeah. Like, I agree. Because it just is dumb right now. I hate watching nothing. Yeah, yeah. Watching a defusal is very, very stupid. Especially if they just got like a really clutch kill right before the defusal. Right. Like, I don't know. I want to see that clutch kill. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually surprised that that has stuck around for so long. Like, because they introduced... Well, has the underground replay been in the whole time? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, well, I remember they did revamp it at some point, didn't they? Where they... I feel like, yeah, they because it used to be really bad. It used to like... Oh yeah, you follow the wrong person. Or... Yeah, yeah. So they definitely had some fixes on it, and I, I'm just surprised that they haven't gone and done something about the defusal thing. It just seems obvious. Yeah. But what what do you do though on on a round where there's two people left, and let's say person A gets the kills and person B defuses? Oh, you person just you just do the last kill. Yeah, you get the last kill. 
Yeah. Always get the last kill. Yeah. Okay. Because without person A getting the last kills, person B wasn't diffusing. You know, right. person B was dying. Right. Bullet to the brain, to the head, dead. Maybe. Um, another thing, I just, just today I noticed this and it's annoying. You can't see the icon of the operator that has the diffuser. So if you're like looking at the screen of the operators, you can see all the icons like over their heads through the map. Mm-hmm. But the person that has a diffuser, you just see a diffuser over his head. Mm. So like I was trying I to tell that person is. like, hey, there's someone under that skylight. And I was like, I don't know who you are. It's like, it kind of looks like it's a Maverick. Could be a sledge kind of from the outline. Mm-hmm. Like I had to look at the top, like look at the other players. Like, okay, I see all these icons. Maverick. I don't see a Maverick. So it's like Maverick. Well, couldn't you <laughs> just look like at the top of who has the yellow icon on their, on the top? Does it have that? Yes. I don't think it does. <laughs> That's definitely a thing. On the top row, it, if you have the diffuser, it shows a little yellow icon. But, okay. but, well, I, anyway. but I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's annoying. Because I was looking at the person. I was like, freak, I don't know who that, that is. It is interesting. I, I don't understand why they don't just show it. Because they do show it like that on the on the scoreboard on the top. I don't understand why they don't just do the same thing over the operator's head. Just show his little icon with a with a little yellow diffusal icon next to it. It's silly. That's all I know. Yeah, that's that's an interesting... That's never something that's like come up. But I can see how that might be frustrating in like a, the situation where that matters. Oh, yeah. It does it's in this little bottom right corner of the icon it's really small though it's not giant it's small um it's very small actually very tiny it should be it should be above the player's head like it shows it in uh and when you pick up the diffuser in the screen it like goes above their head that'd be nice anyway it's annoying um one last thing that i randomly tested is i wanted to see how many bullets it takes to put a hole through a wall mm-hmm. like an actual hole because I was thinking, like, do DMRs, is it faster with the DMR? An LMG, that's what I didn't test. Anyway, I tested all the guns to see what they are. Nine. Nine bullets, no matter what gun you're using. Really? Yep. DMR is the exact same assault rifles and SMGs, except for glass sniper rifle does three Hand bullets. Handguns? Huh? Handguns? Pistols? Same. Nine. Really? Nine bullets. That's interesting. Because I did not they're... test the LMG, though. I knew there was one thing I was missing. I couldn't think of it, and I was trying it's to go probably fast. probably the same. Well, but... it's interesting because they made a big deal of... A couple of years ago, probably now, where they like adjusted how much environmental damage each gun does based on the caliber of bullet it uses, right? So, like pistols do a smaller hole in a wall than an assault rifle does. Yeah, but but you're saying that to actually put like a hole, yeah, like a big hole that you can like poke your head through, it's the same number of bullets for each one. Yeah, it is nine. Wow, that's uh, now you know. Except for glass, glass sniper rifle is three. Very interesting. I never knew that, and I never would have guessed that. Yep. So there you go. I just randomly started testing that. The more you know. All right. Let's dive into a couple of operator spotlights. Should we start with Castle? Castle. All the operators, they need a theme song. Well, we're going to play his right now. Oh, Castle. I have so much to say about you. You can stop that now. And I've said most of it. (laughs) It's not funny. (laughs) You laughed. I've said most of it. Many, like, throughout this podcast, I've probably brought up Castle on 80% of episodes. 
And I think I've already said everything that I have to say about him. But so we'll basically, to, if you want a castle spotlight, just go back just and go back and edit all into all one thing. Castle. And there you go. I'll I'll try to keep it short and condensed because I've said most of it already. But Castle's problem is that Castle's only good where Castle is good. And more so than any other operator. So like somebody like Mira. Mira's only good on certain spots, right? Mm-hmm. But I think everybody would agree that Mira is really good where Mira is good. Yes. Right? On top of that, she has a really great gun. Um, yes. In the, uh, the uh, what is it called? VSS? No? Her SMG, whatever it is. Vector. Is it the Vector? I think so. Dang, I was going to say Vector. I was like, no, that's not right. Thanks, Vector. Okay. Anyway, her, she's, her Vector's great. Her uh, pocket shotgun is also pretty good at least for like environmental damage it does a really yeah, good job there. it's nice to have for that and it's and it's not bad as a secondary shotgun yeah um and i mean her ability just comes clutch in so many spots right and she's good in a lot of spots right mm-hmm. um castle fits in that same category except that he's not he doesn't reach those same heights as she does and in not nearly as many places Right, and that's his big problem. And the other problem is that he's only good if you also have a mute. Yes. For the most part, because yep. it's so easy to breach his things with so many different kinds of gadgets, including like basic secondary gadgets like a breach charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an invitation for Fuse. Anytime you put a castle barricade on a window, you're just asking Fuse yeah. to nuke Here you for free. Fuse. Yeah, and so like he, he pretty much has to have castle. Um, and then, of course, Sledge and Ash and Zofia can all break his his uh, barricades with no problem, basically mm-hmm. for free. Um, so that's where he struggles. I think everybody knows that. Um, now all that said, he can be very good in certain spots, right? So like I've talked about this a thousand times, master bedroom of clubhouse. Mm-hmm. He's so good there. You, you castle up the two windows coming from whatever side that is. And then that's just something you don't have to worry about. You have a mute there. And for the most part, they don't breach those, right? When we play that. Yep. Sometimes they have an Ash or Sledge and they get breached. But for the most part, like, they'll stay closed for the majority of the round. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it really just helps to shut down that one side and not have to worry about it. And then, of course, I always hold my, my third one. So a lot of times they'll break two of them with an Ash charge and I just cover one of them back up. And it's like, well, we still have one covered, you know? Yeah. So we don't have to worry about that. And then just, like, being able to have that third one to seal them out when we know where they're coming from or, like, uh, you know, just just sort of use it in creative ways to trap them or separate them or whatever. That's another thing that he's great at that like people don't do enough. Save castles barricades, right? If you don't have a specific spot where you know it's going to shut down a sight line or an important entrance or like a, a way that, that the attackers can rotate as they're coming through, then save it and use it when you know where they're coming from or they've used a lot of their um their utility or the time starting to run out and then just start sealing stuff off, lock them out and don't let them come in and plant. I can't tell you how many rounds we've won because it's like, it's down to 30 seconds left and I still have two barricades and we know the direction they're coming from, you know, and they end up just locked out of the objective. And we've even had times where like I lock somebody out with them, one of our teammates, right? It's like, all right, Taylor, hold down that hall. I'm locking you out. And like, just all you got to do is kill time. Just kill (laughs) time. We're going to win. And like, it works. It yep. works so often because they spend all their time trying to get through that stupid lesion with the stupid goose. And then they finally get him and they come up and it's a locked door and they have no time mm-hmm. left. Right. And so like they're trying to plan a breach charge and I'm just sitting there looking at their feet. So like 
he can be good. He can be good. But it's just, it's so specific. And like, you have to be alive at the end of the round or you have to have specific spots where it's going to work. Yeah, it's very situational too. And it also requires teammates that are okay with waiting and not like, yes, don't try to rip down that castle barricade to go get them. Like, let's just, and when we have castle and it's coming down to 30 seconds left, instead of screwing over our 1v3, let's let castle put the barricade down. Let's just wait an objective. Yep. Let's wait it out. That's yeah. how you should play either way. Like, you should just wait an objective even if you don't have castle. Mm-hmm. Right. And so many people all the time throw away 1v3s, 1v4s even by trying to go chase the guy. I say, why? We had right. it. Especially when there's like there's 15 seconds left. Yeah. It's like, like don't, just, just don't. Wait. Just just win. Just win. Please just win. And in some ways, that's what castle is really great about because it's just like you can sort of force the team to do that in yeah. a way. Just be like, okay, guys, I'm going to castle them out. And like, unless they're already out there, like most people aren't going to go tear down a castle barricade that you just put up and yeah. run out to find the guy. Yeah. So like in a way, like he can help sort of corral the team into yeah. doing the right thing. Yeah. So like I do, I really, really like castle. Um, and there's, I mean, there's other spots too, where he's good. Like the basement of clubhouse, he's pretty good because you can castle up the blue hall door coming down from the ladder in the garage. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a perfect angle where you're crouching. Cause there's a, a little two step stairs right there. Mm-hmm. So you can crouch and like, you have a really, really great angle on their feet as soon as they drop down. And like people will get stuck in there cause they can't get back on the ladder. Yep. Right. So like, unless it's like a sledge or an ash or something, they pretty much just get stuck in there and like, they'll try to like play you on the stupid hole and they, they're never going to win that when you're no. crouched and they're trying to like prone crawl, like yep. prone strafe you. It's like, that's not going to work. So like, that's great. I, I love that castle spot. It's so great. It's so good. And then, and then also like, I usually do this toward the end of the round, but then sealing off the, the main door coming down, like the main staircase, mm-hmm. like, cause people typically don't push that too hard, like until toward the end where they're running out of time. Yep. And so that's a great one to say like, okay, 45 seconds left. We're going to close that down. We're going to totally shut off blue hall. And now like they have to come through the castle barricades. Yeah. Right. And so it's, it's, it's really good there. Um, Another spot, like we've, I've been playing him a little more this week, trying to like find better spots that I don't normally play him on. Bank tellers, he's actually pretty good. It was nice. Yeah. It was really nice, actually. Yeah. So what I did with him there was I sealed off the, the door that just goes right into the lobby. Not the one that goes behind the teller, like cashier machines, like behind the counter, but the one that just goes straight into the lobby by the couch. Mm-hmm. And then I put one on the window out by the square staircase. Right, so it shuts down that sight line at least until they get close enough to breach it, mm-hmm. and then it shuts down that approach and sight line on the door. Um, and then I saved the last one, and toward the end of the round again on the square staircase door, I went and threw it up. Somebody came up and tried to breach it, shot him in the toes, you know, because he was out of time. He had no other yep. choice. And so, like, it's it's so good in that um, in those cases. Uh, chalet basement also is one that I like to do him. Um, and what I'll do is I'll seal up the blue hallway. Because that just that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Unless you have someone watching Blue Hall and a team that's responsive when that person says they're they're on Blue Hall and right. I'm dead. And they have to be dedicated to it. Yep. But then even when that person dies, it's just it's such a hard thing to hold. Like it mm-hmm. just seems like that push from Blue Hall is so strong. Yep. And so like just being able just to seal it off and just have even maybe have somebody out there still, but just have it closed. And if that guy loses the fight, then you know to watch for toes. Right. Yeah. And like that that helps. That helps a lot. Because uh, that room is so hard to hold if they take control of that hallway. Yeah, especially if you have a blitz running into it. The person holding oh. is done. Yeah. Nothing Ridiculous. they're going to do. It's such a short distance after you get down those stairs to get to the end of Blue Hall. That's the furthest you can hide. Like, right. You're screwed. Right. And that's another thing I love about Castle is he's really great against shields. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if like 
if you can get them in a little bit of a standoff between a doorway and you can get enough time where they're like backing off to reload or something, you just throw the wall down. Like it really stops shields in their tracks. Yeah. Especially because Monty doesn't have breach charges. Yeah. Right. And Blitz does. Um, but you know, trying to plant a breach charge is just asking for losing your toes. Yeah. Needs your feet. And Blitz without his feet. I mean, (laughs) what is he going to do? What's he going to do? I did. I loved the tellers one though. Cause I was able, I was in that tellers room just holding that. And I didn't have to worry about the other door. I just had to worry about the one door that they could come to. And it was like, I know if they're coming to that door, they're hitting a castle barricade. So I'm going to know they're there. Right. And this other door is the only thing I have to look at. Like I don't have to worry about this extra sight line. Yeah. And that's the thing too. That's also underrated is that like, it's just an early warning system. Like Mm -hmm. if they're coming through that door, it's going to be loud. Yep. And so you're going to know. Yeah. There's just just no surprises coming through a castle barricade. And it's not like they can do the, like bar- normal barricades are three melees and so like you'll hear it but they get through pretty quick whereas the other ones are like they're 11 12 the 12th hit is what breaks the castle barricade and so it's like you hear them like and like you're gonna hear them yeah that 12th hit, no matter what yeah so ways to fix castle i think this is worth talking about and we've done most of these before so i'm not really saying anything new here but my favorite one and like I- i'm only half serious but also i think it'll work is put them on attack yes <laughs> Like, and okay, I've said this before, but if you haven't heard it, like, just think about, think about how often a bad castle has ruined your rotations as a defender and it's like got you trapped in a bad spot, right? Imagine if you were on tech and you were doing that to the defenders. If you could throw up barricades on attack that are bulletproof and take an impact grenade basically to get through, like if they don't have impacts, they're pretty much locked in a room, mm-hmm. right? Like, and it's, it's super dangerous to throw up a castle barricade when somebody's like looking at you. But trust me when I tell you, I do it all the time and it works more than you think it would. Um, and also like maybe make him make it, if we did that, make him throw it down a little bit faster or whatever. But just like, man, I think about all the places, like let's say you're attacking um, top four of consulate, right? Okay. Um, you take, you know, you come from admin office, you take the soda machines, you have that all locked down. Imagine just like, Maybe like maybe you push into the into B right mm-hmm. the, uh, party room. the conference room we call it the party room and you just run up and you seal that one door and then you come over and you seal the door coming over from admin office and like they really have no way in to the bomb site at that point yeah. right um or even if you walked up and like sealed off the spiral staircase so you could push down that hallway and that would be super dangerous very but like if you could pull it off you just don't have to worry about that right side angle anymore and you can actually focus yeah. on what's straight ahead of you right um. So, I mean, there's, there's tons of places I can think about, like, where it would just, it would just, like, ruin defenders. Yeah. Anywhere where there's, like, a narrow bottleneck, right? Uh, attacking. If, if you have someone, like, a, uh, you can cover your flank with it better than stupid gridlocks things. Like, if you push it down, if you're going basement and you're pushing down spiral staircase, you don't want someone to come and get you from behind. Right. You just castle it behind you. Yeah. So yeah, can't. totally. Yeah. Like, oh, that will help. Um, Attacking, like... If you're going up the stairs to attack clubhouse bedrooms, right? Mm-hmm. Just closing off that bar door and the bathroom door, seal both of those up, and you just don't have to worry about the stair flank, at least unless they go all the way around through the basement, right? Yeah. Uh, you just don't have to worry about it. And so, like, that would be huge on attack. I think that would, I think he would do so well, more than anybody else. I think he would do well switching from attack or yeah. defend to attack, which it, is funny because you wouldn't think that, like, no. on first thought, like, Obviously, he's a defender. He puts up like these barricades that are bulletproof and all that. But yeah. like, no, think as attack that would actually work really, really well. It'd be really fun. It'd be really fun. And and just like the, it would be such more of an active ability as opposed to a passive one, right? Yes, because you would go and put it up on like 
hot doorways, right? And I do that now, and let me tell you, it's fun. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't have hemorrhoids yet. It's a thrill. It's a thrill, man. It's a lot of clenching. Um, the other one, which is more practical probably, is the remote-activated castle barricades. Yeah. And I don't know how you do that, like, if you have three of them and you want to trigger them separately, like maybe that's a little bit complicated. You right? just hold down your gadget button and, and like a, a like selection a, wheel. Yeah. Yeah. And that would work. Um, but, but I love that idea where you, you put it's rolled up at the top of the door and then whenever you want, you trigger it throughout the round and it, it falls down. So you can use it to like split teams up or you can use it. Like that seems like the most applicable, I would think like when one person has pushed through a doorway, you seal them in, the rest of their team's still outside, and you can kind of trap that guy and kill him. Yeah, I think the trapping someone would actually be like really funny. Like you get them in between two; they have no idea. You just hit them both at the same time. They're just yeah. like, "Oh, what do I do? I'm trapped in a room." It's like it's like it's like <laughs> it's like those um like the 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 fail safes at banks or whatever. Like yeah. if someone starts robbing the bank, it just like kind of traps them in the room. Yeah, it's like oh shoot, like I'm trapped in the vault now. I can't get out. Right, <laughs> it would be so funny. Yeah. Um. Or like I'm thinking like after a plant, you know, if you had it on the, the main doors into an objective and they've planted the diffuser and then they do the thing where they sort of run out and defend it from the outside mm-hmm. or whatever, like, oh, like, okay, I'll just drop my castle barricades and we'll go in and we'll, <laughs> we'll just go ahead and diffuse it while they're like trying to figure out how to get back inside. Yes. You know, so like, yeah, I think it, it could be uh, really good. I prefer put them on attack, but I I'd love to see it. I it would, think it'd be so fun. It'd be cool be so if we fun. could test that stuff in custom games. Like if you really had the option to do whatever the heck you wanted, mm-hmm. that'd be grand. It would. Um, and it would be, it would be an interesting thing for like the lore of siege just because like yeah. nobody's done anything like that. Like it would be for the people who are into that kind of stuff. It would be an interesting, like, mechanic almost in the lore, right? That mm-hmm. like, Hey, so this guy switched sides because of, a feud with pulse or like whatever, you know, <laughs> I don't know. He and, he and Ash had, uh, they had some fun together and now he wants to fight with her. He <laughs> doesn't want to shoot her anymore. Team. Um, yeah. So that's pretty much it on castle. One the, thing I wanted to say, go the, the yeah. freaking, the glory skin on the, um, 45 and also on the pistol, whatever, whatever it's called. So good. R R nine. No one. No, no, that's, that's apex it. legends. SMG. Um, really good by the way. <laughs> it's I think it's R three hundred one. No, I don't think it's R anything. R ninety nine. That's one You're of the SMGs. About, well, Apex Legends. Now. Anyway, sorry. This we're talking about Apex all of a sudden. It's a, I think it's a forty five caliber pistol. Anyway. USP, no, what is it called? It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. Anyway, uh, it's good. And also, Ash has it. And Pulse has it. And who's the other American FBI guy? Uh, Pulse Ash Castle Tacker, FBI Tacker Thermite. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thermite has it, right? On his 556XI? Doesn't he have the glory skin? Uncertain. I think he does. I think they all have it, but like, it's such a cool skin. Yeah. I guess if you're American, probably. It's probably not as cool if you're not American. (laughs) Um, I like it. One of the other castle fixes is making his reinforced things a hard breach only. Mm, So you can't break it with ash. You can't break it with breach charges. It has to be a thermite. Yeah. Or Maverick. Which in that case, I think if we try that, let's give him two barricades instead of three. Yeah. Um, also castle becomes a lot better when you can ban people like 
when we started doing Clubhouse and we were banning in the road to SI, we just ban Ash because she's a problem for Castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so once you start doing that, it's like, well, we know we want to play Castle on this exact objective, so mm-hmm. we'll ban Ash so that they can't play Ash right. to counter that. Because right. that's a strategy that works for us really well. Yep. And it worked great. Yeah, yeah. It really, really helped. Yeah. Um, yeah. One, one more thing about Castle that like we haven't actually like tried to put this into effect, but I've just been brainstorming recently about how this might work is that with Castle, when you when a teammate pulls down his barricade using the crowbar, he actually gets it back, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people think it's destroyed, but no, Castle actually gets it back. And so, like, an interesting concept is, like, having Castle put up a couple of barricades to start, and then you have a roaming Castle, and let's say he suddenly decides he needs a barricade because he found the whole team and they're coming from a different direction. It'd be interesting to have a teammate be able to pull it down and sort of remotely give him that barricade back and have him, like, suddenly have these new barricades. Or, like, let's say that they came to his barricades at first, decided like, okay, this isn't going to work. And they went and rotated a different way. And like, he's already out there in that area. He just happens to be, and you can have a teammate say, Oh, pull those down. I need those back. And we're going to put like a lock them out over here now. <laughs> and they come over and they're like, wait, how are the three barricades over here? Or we're just two over there. Like, it's sense. <laughs> we, we should just do cute all night long and until we can get that just, to work. So oh, it'd be, be so, so fun. fun. Cute by the way is castle and mute. Yeah. It's, it's really cute. Yeah, it's very cute. It would be fun to find ways to make that work because it's an interesting like mechanic that doesn't exist in any way with anybody else. So yeah, true. Okay, I'm, I'm done with Castle. Who are you gonna tell us about? Echo, 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 Echo. No. Yeah, <laughs> that's his theme song. I reject. <laughs> All right, let's hear from Echo. Echo. You want me to do that again? Why are you doing that? I don't know. It's Echo's theme song. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, Echo's a fun player. I used to think that he'd actually be good for new players, and no. No, he's not. <laughs> not at all. I thought that for the first time I played him, and then after I played him the first time, I was like, yeah, this is not good for a new player. Echo actually requires a lot of like restraint when you're mm-hmm. playing Echo. Like you you can't Okay, here's a couple of tips for Echo. First of all, you can't be so invested in the freaking drones because I cannot tell you how many times just today I was above Echo, I found him on my drone, I just did a little Maverick hole above his head and killed him. Yep. Because he's just on his drone for no reason. Like, what are you doing on your drone? Because nobody's an objective yet, and you're not like you're just watching the cameras. Valkyrie does it too all the time. Valkyries will always just watch the cameras for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, why, 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 why? Anyway, you have to be good enough at Echo to not just be so invested in your drones and that's all you want to do. Right. Um, also with Echo, when you first start the preparation phase, you should be thinking about where you want to put those drones before it begins and do. you need to do it right away. You can't go, don't go do reinforcements first. First, don't go do anything first. Do the drones first and do them right away and don't throw them both out and then try to drive them because... If you get a Twitch drone that gets in, she kills one of your drones before you're like even have them in position. Like that sucks. Yeah, it does. Losing those drones at the very beginning sucks. So you have to do it as soon as it starts because the Twitch drone's not even going to get into the objective until at least 20 seconds why, have gone by. Why not do it uh, after the prep phase or. You can do it then too, but just the Twitch drone could already be in by that point. Like yeah. your safest time to do it before the Twitch drone actually gets in is right away because then none, none of the drones are going to see you putting it anywhere also. Right. Like, I mean, there's lots of times where people go back on the drone and be like, oh, Echo just put a yokai right here. That's true. Yeah. Like, a lot of times I will see Echo's drone. I'll be like, oh, the yokai's in this area. Yeah. Um, 
And then when you're putting them down, depending, it this changes on every single objective where you need to put them because some of them, there's this universal plant spot. It's always in the same spot, no matter what, especially in ranked, people will just plant in the same exact spot all the time. Yeah. So you need to put it there, first of all. That's where one of them needs to go. Yeah, because ultimately what it's best at is plant denial. Mm-hmm. And if you die as Echo at the very beginning, like that sucks. And if they plant on you and you're alive as Echo, you really suck. Like yeah. <laughs> your your whole point was to deny that plant yeah um and if you have certain objectives like the um third floor of cafe the cocktail lounge Mm -hmm. you can have it in a spot where you can see both objectives perfectly fine yeah and so you can have one there and then you can just have another one anywhere else right roaming and helping a teammate exactly watching a staircase or something exactly and then also you have to be able to notice like when a teammate might need a drone and they're not even near objective right now I could be okay with taking one of your drones down from where it is because there's nothing going on there mm-hmm. and getting it to your teammate that needs help. Yeah. And especially if it's a, if it gets down to like two V one, just have your drone find the guy and just follow him around mm-hmm. because you can be an objective. You know, he's not an objective with you and you can just kind of follow him around with your drone. You know exactly where he is the whole entire time. Yeah. So it's like, that helps a ton too. Um, so those are my first like tips with echo, put your drones down right away. Think about it before. So you know exactly where they're going put them down where the universal plant is and make sure you're covering the objectives. Um, also with echo, you don't have to like be anchored in the bomb site behind the deployable shield. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like <laughs> you don't, I don't have to, I don't know why people do it's that. All the time. Wet dream. Like you only, first of all, you only need to be on your drones when you actually like when there's something going on by your drone. Other than that, you can have your gun up and you can be doing stuff. You can be defending. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's key to a good echo. Somebody who balances using the drones with actually being a gun on defense, but also stays alive. You don't mm-hmm. want to. You don't want to throw your life away yep. as Echo. You can't. You you don't you can't be too aggressive. You really shouldn't be the one going for those flanks unless you're the only one that's in a position to do it. And sometimes it might be worth right. it. And he's a one speed, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. slow. I was gonna say three speed again. It's I forget it's opposite one speed. He's slow. Um, it also helps though if there's just like a random spot in the map, and you do this with my show sometimes, just going kind of a random location where they're not even gonna be, just kind of being there because then mm-hmm. when it comes down to it and all of a sudden you they need you there like you can come back and you're just behind them like right you're coming from the randomly. back yeah or you were still location. helping on the objective because you had your little guys there whether mm-hmm. it's an evil eye or a yokai or whatever yeah but also like they're probably not going to see you it's just some random corner on the other side of the map and then also like if they do happen to come that way then you, you can get a good flank yeah or if they just start winning the objective then you can come from behind they're probably not expecting a maestro or an echo coming out from behind yeah not at all um echo what else was i gonna say about echo he i just feel like there's so many players that are so like just invested in the stupid drone yeah it's like dude nothing's going on with your drone looking at blue hall i don't why are you on it like your dead person first of all can watch that drone there's no yeah. reason to there's just no reason at all yeah um it's also and dead people can rotate echoes drones right huh dead people can rotate yokai, yeah. yokai. You so yeah you i've gained you gain almost nothing by having the live echo looking at it versus a dead player yeah exactly um and then with plants there's a way to do plants and there's a way to attack plants when echo's hitting you with his drone so first of all you have two you can hold two charges on your drone that's how many are max will hold if someone starts planting you don't want to hit them right away you want to wait at least like three seconds don't wait too long where they get the plant on you but wait long enough where you they've killed some time yeah that they've killed time and then hit them 
and then let the other one wait long enough too, and then hit them again. And you usually like after you hit them the first time, they'll look up and try to find it. And mm-hmm. it's rare that they see it right away because they're hard to find. Yep, especially so, when you're all disoriented. Right. So you'll you'll burn, and a lot of times they'll the whole thinking you're going to come out and try to kill them. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you'll burn like ten seconds between plant attempts, and you've already burned three seconds on the first attempt. Yep. So it's like fifteen seconds by the time they're like starting another attempt. Yep, and That's then you hit lot. them again after the first three seconds of that one, and they do that whole same thing again. Right. And so by that point, your third, your other charge can come back. You can hit them a third time, or you have enough time to go back and get your other drone and bring it in there so you have two drones in there right. hitting At them. At that point, you're unstoppable yeah. until they start killing drones. And especially if you, if you know that they're pushing objective hard, get your other drone out of wherever it is and bring it over there because you need both of them when they start being silly on you and start trying to plant on you mm-hmm. as Echo. Mm-hmm. Um. And when you're attacking and Echo hits you with his drone, just start planting right away again. Don't wait. Don't try to kill it. Just start planting right away. Yeah. Because if a lot you've already of committed to a plant once, just commit again, right? Yep. Commit. Just and do it right away. A lot of people try to turn around and run away because they're shocked by the Echo drone or they think that they can't plant because they're phased. And so they have mm-hmm. to wait till it's gone. That's not true. As soon as you get phased, you can start planting again. It's just it cancels the plant. Right. Doesn't, it's, not, it's not the goo mine that doesn't allow you to plant the whole time. Right. It just cancels it completely. And so if you're if you get hit by him, just go down again. Then he'll hit you the second time, and your hopefully your teammate kills the freaking thing. But just does plant. it does it decloak when you shoot? Yeah, it does. J- but like very quickly, right? It's for like three seconds. Oh, okay. It's, it's for actually... a little bit. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you can kill them, but just don't be the one trying to kill them. Just plant and just go for the plant because you're already committed to it. You may as well get the plant because a lot of times you'll lose that because the player will like plant, get hit and get scared and like run away. It's like, no, just plant. Yeah. Plant. Yeah. You're already there. Um, what else are I going to say with echo? Oh, you need to be paying attention when Thatcher throws an EMP because it will, it disables your drone, but it also drops it to the floor. So it's mm-hmm. not cloaked anymore. Yeah. So if Thatcher throws an EMP, you should just check your drones real quick to make sure they're both still stuck on the ceiling. Um, cause that really sucks when it gets on the floor. Also, knowing that when you hit Montaigne, it pulls up his shield is very nice. Because if you have a Montaigne pushing your teammate, you can be like, okay, well, stay there. Keep watching him. Keep him busy. Make him think he's all good and dandy. Bring an Echo Drone over there and hit him. And his, his shield will go up. Mm-hmm. And you can kill him. And then half the time, Montaigne doesn't even know his shield went up because it just it's yeah, hard the, to the tell. the feedback isn't very clear. No, not at all. Like, half the time, I've, that's happened to me as Montaigne. I still think I've got my shield up. And I'm, like, still walking. I'm like, wait, what the freak? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. It took me a while to figure it out um iq can actually see echo's arm pad when he's using the drone just like (laughs) other players when they're on the cameras Uh um so that's interesting iq can get a kill with that um you don't get doka bead when you're echo which is really nice yeah like that's so underrated because as of maestro main like let me tell you doka bead is so freaking annoying because she kicks me out i gotta turn off my stupid thing and then i get back also also what's really annoying about maestro which most people probably don't know if they don't play him a lot when one of your evil eyes dies, it kicks you out. You have to pull it back up to get to your other evil eye. Yeah, that is really annoying. It's weird and annoying. It's really weird. Yeah. I don't know why it doesn't just switch. Yeah, it should. It's very weird. Um, just so you know. Yeah, that's Maestro for you. Anyway, Echo takes a player that's actually like knows the game pretty well, understands plant locations, Maybe. understands when to move the drone, understands they don't need to be on the drone for forever. Um. And just thinks about things. You just got to be thinking with Echo. Yeah. And he has a pretty good gun. I don't think he's an operator you can just pick up and play like every once in a while. Because like yeah. I'm the kind of person that like, like I have my mains or whatever, but I'll I'll dabble around a lot. Like I play yeah. probably 85% of the operators fairly regularly. Yeah. But Echo's not one of them. Because I just don't feel like you can just say like, oh, I'm just going to play Echo this round. Like it just, it, it doesn't work out well. Like it takes more yeah. planning. It takes more 
practice and just like familiarity with how to play him. So yeah, he's, he's an interesting one in that way. He has a high skill curve that most other operators don't have. Yeah, he certainly does. His gun MP5 SD, it's like very similar DPS as actually it's higher DPS than docs than doc. Yeah. Doc than docs. Um, MP5. MP5. Yeah. Which is interesting because it's suppressed. It's harder to control than the MP5 though. Yeah, it is. It's a little more sporadic. Um, he does get an ACOG though, right? He does, yeah. Yeah. He has an ACOG on it, which I think should go away. I think everybody should use their ACOGs. <laughs> no ACOGs. Uh, he has this weapon skin that's really cool, actually. It's called Unyielding. It's like a cherry wood, like on the whole gun, and then like mm. on the suppressor, it has like golden studs around the whole thing. I love those style. Like when adding a lot of wood to the gun or just like like brushed metal or, you know, like mm-hmm. just getting like more subtle with it, I think is like really cool looking. Yeah aside from like the blingy ones that are like super bright or like the right. billion different colors on it. It's like, that looks stupid. Yeah. Um, no, this one's cool though, but it's also really dumb because it looks cool on the screen that you see it on. It looks nice and bright red and like really great. And I realized when I played with it, I was like, I didn't even realize I had the skin on. So I went into a custom game on purpose to like look at it. And I was like, wait, did I apply it? And it's just really dark. <laughs> it's just impossible to see. Like you can't see the golden studded suppressor. You can't see like the, huh? the skin at all it's just like it might just be an error like a bug like if the gun the skin just doesn't load up right or something yeah because of the other guns like are all guns like that and i tried my sledge gun with that has like i have like the green like leaf skin that's all over it or whatever it looks uh-huh. kind of like a hawaii yeah kind of thing and you can see that one just fine just perfect most guns like the the glory skin that you were talking about you can see that perfectly fine right but this one you can't and it's really huh. weird and it kind of sucks interesting um, Anyway, it's cool if it worked right, but his he has his head. His uniforms are mostly all the same thing as all the other other operators, just different colors. He has one called Infernal that's like red and white, but it makes you stand out a lot. But it looks kind of cool. Um, but then he has his headgear called Chalkboard. I'm not sure why it's called Chalkboard, but it's basically just like this camera over his eyes, like a one of those like headgear things that you like a night vision goggle. Basically, is what it looks like. Uh-huh. It just looks really cool to have on his head as someone that's controlling a drone. But anyway, cool. that's really cool. Everything else is just your normal uniforms or normal headgears. It's just different colors. It's really kind of lame. Yeah. Um, I was looking at castles too. He doesn't have a lot of great uniforms. He has a couple of cool headgears. Like he has that clown one, scary clown, one, which oh, I, yeah. don't, I don't particularly like that style, but like, it's cool. And then like, he has one where he has like, sort of like a metal, he has like a helmet with like metal plates that come out over his mouth. That looks kind of okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but like all of his uniforms are just like alternate camo colors. And it's just like, yep. oh, lame. I wonder, like, I kind of want to try some of those kind of like green one and just see if like there's more often where I'm just not seen by people. Cause I'm just camouflaged. I'm stuff. sure it doesn't actually do much. Um, but anyway, that's pretty much echo. I'll say I like, having your echo when you first started playing echo i rebelled against it because i was like no this is stupid like echo's not that good and like you're one of our main fraggers so we kind of need your gun more <laughs> than we need your intel but you've found the right balance where you're doing both and that's pretty amazing yeah it's really good you really don't want to die with echo though which sometimes like i like when i kill the people in the parking lot i really shouldn't have been peeking them in the first place but i just uh-huh. happen to be out there yeah but like you need to know to pick your fights. Like I should not pick that fight right. as Echo because I need to stay alive. Right. I have that problem with Maestro too. It's like if you die early as Maestro, it's it's such a 
such a bummer. It, I hate when Ryan dies early. It's my show. He's like putting up a barricade somewhere or something. Ends up dying. I'm like, dang it! Yeah, it's so annoying. <laughs> Especially because you can't turn them. And so, yeah. like, sometimes, so like, like, if you have to set them up right for some at first, dumb reason, they're stuck looking at the floor. It's like this really sucks. Yeah, sometimes they they spawn in like weird directions. Yeah, but yeah, there there are certain operators. It's like dying early is a real real bummer. Mm-hmm. Docs, especially a doc too. Like a lot of people spawn people with doc, and that gets great. But then if you die as doc, it's like, well, yeah, man, we lost your whole ability. That's what rook should. That's why rook exists. Yes. Rook is the one that you just drop the plates and then go do your stupid spawn peaks. Like, yep. don't waste a doc. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, let's dive into some listener questions. I'm excited though for if 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 they do release, like they take out all the acocks from everyone except for DMRs. What we're going to see on the Reddit is a comic from thousands of different people are going to make the same thing, and it's just mm-hmm. going to be all the operators, like, so sad because they all lost their ACOG. Yeah. That's going to happen. And then, like, Ash and Jaeger and Bandit, like, consoling them or, yeah. or like, laughing at them or something, right? That would be the joke. Yep. Calling it now. Okay. Um, questions. So, you can send in listener questions that we will answer on the podcast to us on our Twitter account which is at r6unrenowned, or better yet, on our Discord server, which you can find the link to in our show notes. Uh, and that's where we're getting our questions from today. So error 734-7342590. Too many numbers, man. Too many numbers. Uh, error wants to know, what are your thoughts on adding game modes? Like, say, adding a survival mode like Modern Warfare 2, or maybe even adding party game modes like Slasher, one in the chamber, or even a new original game mode like Keep Out, where defenders have a 250% of their regular HP, but attackers have unlimited respawns, and after you eliminate all the defenders, you swap, and the winner is the team who kills the most attackers when on defense. That's interesting. Just a thought. Um, so we talked about this recently, uh, about doing like a, some sort of firefight or, or horde mode or survival mode, right? where I think it'd be super, super fun to have like all the different operators or like have the gadgets be unlockables or buyables mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, or random drops. And then, and then just have like hordes of maybe mixed terrorists with the outback enemies or whatever outback outbreak enemies. Um, I think that'd be super fun. What game modes would you lean toward for siege? It's hard because like a lot of them are just like, just not siege. Yeah. Like I, I don't think I would want a new game mode. Like, put into the the regular rotation. Yeah. Um I I don't think so because like right now bomb is the best game mode in my opinion and in a lot of people's opinion by far and like a lot of people only play bomb and so the other game modes are actually ignored as it is so why add more? Um yeah. but I do like this as an event. Like I think it'd be a very very cool event. Um yeah, I'd, I'm trying it'd be to think. fun if they like came up with some cool game modes for siege that are siege related. I think it'd be interesting to have the one where defenders just kill a bunch of attackers. Yeah, that'd be fun. It'd be pretty fun. Um, yeah, I think you'd have to develop game modes that are like new that are yeah. that are focused on siege's strengths. Um, oh, Taylor's game mode, right? <laughs> Taylor has brought this up a million times, and I think we might have said it before. But, oh yeah, but where, uh everybody every operator has one life mm-hmm. and so you it's a normal game of siege right first to seven or whatever but like if thermite dies in the first round thermite doesn't you can't pick thermite for the rest of the game yeah 
Right. And like, you could get really interesting with it. Like then like picking recruit becomes a thing that like, okay, we don't want to waste any of our picks on this one. So we're going to pick recruit. Right. Or like saving suddenly actually becomes part of siege where it's like, well, it's one V four and I'm thermite. So maybe I'm just going to save this round. Right. And then it becomes like, okay, as defense, you know that you have a thermite left and he's saving. Is it worth throwing out a couple of defenders to try to kill thermite because that's such a great kill to get with like mm-hmm. early in the game where he, you're not going to have thermite for the rest of the game to, to have to fight against, right? Um, it would also be interesting, I think, to have like, okay, you have two like revives that you can use on anybody you want, right? So like thermite dies first round while well, I'm going to spend one revive on thermite and we'll get him again until he dies again. Yeah. Right, like I think... I think that would be a really, really fun game mode. Um, a lot of strategy. Does that, if you kill a Thermite on the enemy team, is your Thermite dead or no? No, okay. your Thermite's not dead. Each team gets their own pool. Um, but it'd be, it'd be so cool to have a strategy that actually goes from round to round. Mm-hmm. And having like a saving is a thing. Like you do save, like, oh, go save Mira. Right. Don't get Mira killed, save right. Mira. It would be cool too if it was in Road to SI rules where first team plays three attacks and then mm-hmm. plays three defense. Yep. Because then it becomes a thing of like, okay, we're on our third attack and let's say we've won two already. Um, How much, like how many eggs do we want to put into this basket of winning this next attack? Or do we want to save some of our better operators in case we end up in overtime? Yeah. Right. Like that would be so interesting. I think I'd be, it's, it'd be such a cool idea to have strategy actually going throughout the game Mm -hmm. instead of just each round individually. Yeah. And that would be fun. I think that's a really good game mode for siege. Yeah. One thing I forgot to talk about, um with the random things i was talking about okay is, so casual they did a great job now casual is so much more enjoyable than it was before it is better a thousand percent the only thing is you can still lose because the random generator random yeah. number generator just yep. screws you over mm-hmm. also you can't also favela still in casual yeah <laughs> also and tower we just left a tower game because it was we did we're like no we're not gonna play this um you can't guess where they're gonna go like a lot of times right. I'll be like, oh, I want to be Glass because I'm pretty sure they're going to go X location. Or like, oh, I'll be Maverick because they're probably going to go here. You just can't guess right. at all. And there's right. no like, that just kind of sucks. Half my operator picking on attack is like, I think they're going to go here. So I'm going to pick this operator. And then or the, they've already lost this objective. So there's no way I'm going to pick this operator because they already lost this one. Right. Um. But anyway, or they've already won that they one. Already so won, you mean, yeah. Yeah. But um, I just forgot to mention that. Also, when we start podcast questions, obviously I have to talk about that one podcast question we had like three podcasts ago, which is a game that shaped <laughs> oh, my yeah, childhood. I forgot we're supposed to do this every week. Yeah. So one of the games that I haven't mentioned somehow, Minecraft. My, I, oh, yeah. You did play a lot of Minecraft. I played a lot of Minecraft from the age of probably like 13 to 16. Played a good amount of Minecraft. Enough where like I actually had it. So my YouTube channel was mostly, you can go back and watch these. They were Minecraft videos. And I started doing this like Minecraft tournament thing. It's called Clan Wars. Okay, Chris's like retro YouTube content is really good. You should go back and watch his I'm 14 year old YouTube videos. Oh my gosh, they're so funny. They're great. So cringy. Uh, <laughs> they're so good. Um, but watch his vlog series. <laughs> Please watch his vlog series. Come back and report. You must. You must see it. It's so good. I love watching them. It's so informative. <laughs> that's one word for it i did this thing called clan wars where like basically like it was survival games was what it was they're hungry basically hunger games in minecraft and like clans would play against each other and clans would compete in a bracket tournament until one clan would come out on top 
And it was always either Forgotten or the Rebels were the two clans that were like really good and would always end up on top. Mm-hmm. But they were good. They had like 3,000 views on each episode of it and people loved watching that. And it was fun to do too. Cool. I don't know why I didn't keep doing it because I swear I'd be rich right now if I, you I had have like a, a good following. You would have a really big YouTube channel. I did. It was impressive. I had, so it wasn't like a ton. It was like 569 subscribers. What it was <laughs> it that? It was like 569 but subscribers. It was like every day I was getting like two or three by the time I, like when I just decided to stop uploading videos for no reason whatsoever. Um, but it was like, I was, if I was climbing at that rate and I kept doing it, obviously you're going to start climbing faster. But like each video had like 200 views on it. So they were like active subs. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. just like, you now I have the same amount of subs, but if I upload a video, it gets like 12 views. Yeah. Like it's not that exciting. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, it was good. And I, I didn't think of a game. I'm sorry. Next no, time. that's okay. But Minecraft. I played lots of Minecraft, and I loved it. And actually, Minecraft's a really good game. I Honestly, believe you. Like, I just don't want to play it. If you like the games, like even Satisfactory that we're playing now, I mean, it's a little different. You don't do the same stuff. But like Satisfactory or like if you played The Forest or if you played uh, Seven Days to Die or Any Raft. crafting game. Yeah, those kind of games. Minecraft, honestly, it's got them beat. You can craft so much crap in Minecraft and you excel to a certain point or beat the game. Crafting more stuff or like a huge tech tree in a crafting game actually doesn't appeal to me very much. Yeah. I actually prefer a smaller tech tree that like I can finish and then just like kind of build stuff. Yeah. I just love though the Minecraft like you get to the end, you beat the Ender Dragon, like you beat Minecraft. Yeah. And it's hard to get to. And there's so much stuff to explore. Like, it's kind of a fun game. It's more fun when you play with friends, like, by a large margin. But anyway, Minecraft, definitely one of those games. I played a lot of Minecraft. Jukus wants to know, what's your favorite map to attack and your favorite map to defend? Ooh. One of my favorite maps to attack was Old Hereford. Yeah. That's so fun. Attacking basement of Old Hereford, attacking top floor of Old Hereford. I just think it's so fun like it's i think part of it is because it's so simple like it's easy to to connect what's on the inside with what's on the outside yeah um that i'm trying to think if that's actually my favorite it might be i really love attacking old hereford attacking bank might actually be one of my favorites oh i don't like attacking bank much it's too hard to get inside i just love getting into the vault yeah that's fun i love getting into the vault it is hard to get inside sometimes, though. Like, I hate entering in through the lobby. I also yeah. hate entering through the tunnel. Like, I, yep. every way that you can enter, I hate. So, it's like, it's not. What are other maps? I mean, we, the ones we like are Consulate. Thank you. Uh, canal, Cafe. It's hard for me to attack Consulate, actually. Second floor, I cannot attack that objective for the life of me. Yeah, Still have I, I have a hard time with it. that one. Um, can you keep listing maps for me? Because I can't think of anything. I cannot Oregon think of any Clubhouse. Maps. Uh, I do like defending Oregon actually a lot. I like defending Oregon no matter where I am because I feel like I like to play mute and just actually defending Clubhouse. I think is my favorite. I've gotten like some spots with the mute where you're just looking through the floor that they just don't expect you to be looking through the floor there, and you do, and it, you get these weird kills, and it's like, oh, that was fun. Yeah. Um, um, I really like attacking coastline actually. Okay. For the most part, I th- like the bottom floor objectives, or well, at least the like kitchen objective. I don't like no, not kitchen. Kitchen's fine. Uh, the bar, the bar objective, I don't like very much. But uh, all the other ones, I think, are pretty fun to attack. Coastline actually might be my favorite map because I like to be glass, and there's a lot of places with glass that you can get. Like you can get on that purple um, thingy, Majig. 
the the tarp survey. yeah the tarp out there that you can get on that and you can get really good sight lines um almost on any objective you can get really good sight lines with glass on coastline it's a fun one to attack yeah um yeah those are good ones favorite map to defend kind of already talked about that did we yeah about? i said cliff house oh just right now well it's like a little bit ago um, I was kind of saying both. I'm trying to think. Uh, I like defending. Oregon's pretty fun. Uh, uh, the thing with defense is a lot of times it's like I like two two sides of the four. Mm-hmm. So it's like hard to say any one that I like, oh, yeah, this is my favorite one to defend. Um. Border's pretty fun. Yeah, I actually was just about to say, I think I like attack. I think I might like attacking border the best out of all maps. No, I might. I might just like border because <laughs> I like defending border too. Border's a really good map. Uh, I'd say probably between clubhouse and Oregon and border for defending because those are the ones where I have really good strategies either with Maestro or with Castle. Mm-hmm. And like those are two of my favorite defenders. And so having those setups like. They just they just tend to work. It's like yeah. really really fun. Consulate too. I like defending consulate garage a lot. I love defending consulate garage. It's so fun. And I do different things every single time I do it. Actually, the more that we've been doing, it, I've been playing Ella and watching Yellow Stairs. But yeah, because free Yellow Stairs are so annoying. Yeah, I I found that's the best way to watch Yellow Stairs is Ella putting an Ella charge over the door. They try to strafe into to kill the bandit doing the doing the bandera the bandit trick. Yeah. Um. That's just the best way to do it. I've found no other really good effective way other than just staring at it, but you can get peaked and killed. Yeah. Yeah. Also house. I love everything about house. So house. House is fun. <laughs> house is fun. Yeah. Next question is from Oyalot. Ouya? Ask Oyalot. Ouya? Like the console? Oyalot? That's my guess. O-U-Y-A-L-O-T. Ask, what is your favorite game genre? FPS for me, hundred percent. Yeah, I definitely would say FPS is. It's I don't know if it's I could say it's number one, but it's definitely up there. I also really like um, puzzle games, but then I'd I'd say like FPS is more like if I play an FPS game, I'm probably more likely to like it than if I Mm -hmm. play like a random puzzle game. Yeah, because I think puzzle games can range more in like where it looks good, but then it turns out to be not good. Yeah. Um, but then also, like, I think some of the puzzle games that I like, like Portal and, like, Limbo, are, like, some of my favorite games ever. So it's probably between those two. Um, I also, I, I really like just, like, story-driven yeah. uh, game, Like, The Last of Us, is, as an example. Like, whether it's third person or first person or whatever, just, like, games with great stories are fun. I, I could get sucked up in, like, an RPG game. Like yeah. I could spend a lot of time like Shadow Mordor or Red Dead Redemption. Um and well those are more like action games with RPG elements. Yeah. Action RPGs. Um well not even action RPGs. Action action RPG would be like Mass Effect. Yeah. Those are more like shooters or like third person action games with RPG elements. Anyway, I can get sucked up into those. Also MMORPGs. Those giant on like RuneScape and Maple Story. I put a good amount of time into those when I was younger. <laughs> Because I had like I'd play with my cousin online, we'd play together and level up together. It was really yeah, fun. Yeah, 
Um, those are definitely something I've like intentionally avoided, so I don't smart. lose my life. Very smart because waste it. But then it also sucked. You get to a point where it's like you're leveling up so slow, but then like you can't do some of the stuff because like all the other people are such a high level. It's like this sucks. Like I can't kill all these monsters, but I'm also way too good to do this. But it's taking so long to level up, so you kind of lose your reason to play. Yeah, you like you're forced to grind. Yeah, it's not fun. Anyway, yeah, good question. Jukus also wants to know. I think you guys have mentioned that you like guns. What guns would you like to see BTC be added to Siege? Along with that question, Steel Switch kind of goes along with it, asking if most gamers' gun knowledge comes from other games like Call of Duty. Um, because here calls people saying they wanted games, guns like the Vector M4 in a game. He wants to know if you, we think they've gotten their hands on them or there's experience in using a game. And then also ask, would we like to see a weapon introduced into a game? So let's start with Steel Switch's question. I think that probably most gamers do get their gun knowledge from games. Mm-hmm. I think there's definitely some overlap between like gun culture and gamers. But like, yep. if you think about your like typical like gun culture type of person that's not really a gamer it's more of like an outdoorsy type of person Mm -hmm. um so i do think there's some overlap but i think for the most part a a lot of gamers are getting their game or their their gun knowledge from video games yeah i think a lot of them are watching or watching videos about guns that they've played in games and then yeah like act like they know a lot about guns and it's like youtube videos there's actually not very many people that have gone out like shot m4s and like mp5s like that's not actually an easy thing to go do like some gun places do have MP, yeah, depending where you live. Like some places do have MP5s you can just go shoot, but then it gets expensive to like what guns you get. Like you right. get the more popular right. guns, it costs a lot of money to do those. Well, it's it's more about the ammunition is expensive. True. Um, um, but like I've shot an AR-15 here locally at a shooting range, and that that was super fun. Um, cool. But yeah, like rarely, like mostly what I've shot is like 22s, shotguns. Mm-hmm. Um, I've shot. I think I shot a 45 caliber pistol once that's cool um but like yeah most mostly what i shot is like kind of your standard stuff i haven't shot a lot of uh like more military weapons yeah i think it like it is fun to like shoot like the cool like assault rifles and stuff but it's also really fun just to shoot handguns like honestly shooting in general is just fun yeah shooting is a fun fun activity um as far as our gun knowledge goes we don't really have like a bunch of gun knowledge like no, I've never owned a gun. Nope. Um, never lived in a home or anybody owned a gun. So like I have for three months. I guess. Yeah. My parents <laughs> own guns now. They didn't used to. Nope. But, uh, but I mean, like I like guns. I think guns are yeah. cool and I've shot some guns, but like, I'm, I don't have a ton of gun knowledge. Most of my gun yeah. knowledge probably comes from video games. games and movies. hundred percent. Yep. Games that and said, just I don't think videos. there's really very many guns that I would like to see added to siege because they have most of the ones that I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it would be cool to have more sniper rifles somehow. Just like, I don't know how you do that, like how you make another sniper that's relevant at all like, yeah. with glass already sort of being a problem in some ways. Yeah. But like it would be cool to have another, like maybe a Barrett 50 Cal, you know, it'd be cool if somebody had that weapon. I yeah. don't know how you make it happen, but. um, What was I going to say? Free. Adding guns to Siege. Dang it. <laughs> he lost it. It's gone. Oh, did they have an M16 in the game? Uh. Does Maverick Maverick has an M4? Yeah. I don't know if somebody has a gun that's specifically called an M16, but there is definitely a lot of variants of that type of rifle. It would be cool to have a three, just a three-shot burst, but like a nice, steady three-shot burst M16, like a Call of Duty 4 M16. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the Call of Duty 4 M16 or is Black Ops so M16. Good. Oh, it's so stupid good. Yeah, I love that gun. 
It's, it's just a headshot machine. Think, mm-hmm. think. Oh man, <laughs> I remember my buddy Colin that I used to play Call of Duty Four with. He would just mop up with the M16. It was just disgusting. He was really good at Call of Duty. He's very good. His kill left like over 2.0 all the time. Like in any game, it was like 2.14, like 2.3. Yeah, he's like good. Yeah, he was fun to three. play with. Uh, he's also really good at drinking. <laughs> <laughs> really good. Rush 17 wants to know, should Finca get an angled grip for Spear 308? Sure. Uh, yeah, sure. I don't see why not. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't use it. Because honestly, I just use a vertical grip all the time, so... I actually use angle grip a lot. Do you? Yep, because I, I, because I try not to do the stupid uh, hip firing because it doesn't work in siege. Uh-huh. And so I aim down sights because I try to do it, but a lot of times I die during that process. So I use an angle grip to get that aim down sight. Well, how many people do you use it on? Most people. Oh wow! Yeah. And you haven't have you noticed any difference from losing your vertical grip? No, because I haven't had it on in so long. Yeah, I <laughs> so know what it's like. But I also just like I. I haven't had a problem of like, I feel like I can't hit people at all. So I just, I had the angle grip and it's fine. Cool. It's been great. Anyway, that's it. No, there's one more. Dark Romantic 17 says, I haven't scrolled down all the way. Have you or anyone you know tried fantasy football and do you think you could do the same thing with Siege Pro players? Also, Operator Spotlight suggestion, Mute. He is one of my favorite favorites and yet I still feel like I need to play him better. You should do a mute. You play a lot of mute. Yeah, I would be totally fine doing a mute. Let's, um, uh, let's put that on the list. Yes, I do know people that have tried fantasy football. I've played fantasy football. Um, I haven't done like the DraftKings fantasy football where you actually like can lose money or get a bunch of money from it. Yeah, the actual gambling. I don't like. I don't actually know enough to do that. But I play like the Yahoo Sports fantasy football with people and stuff. It's yeah. fun. Like it makes you like it makes you to like know the game and like understand it more and understand the players more and then like you pay more attention. You want to pay to more attention to games, all the games, right? yeah, because yeah. you have players that are doing stuff in them. Um, so it makes it fun. Um, and I think it, it would be cool to have like a siege fantasy siege thing. Like, yeah, I know they do in other uh, esports titles, like League mm-hmm. of Legends. I know has a fantasy league. Um, I'm sure Dota probably does too. Yep. Um, probably all the bigger esports games. Um, so it would be cool, and I think it would work well because it'd be easy to do. Like, you know, a kill is worth so many points. Uh, you know, a, a plant is worth so many points. A win is worth so many points and all that stuff. Um, I think it would really work well. I'm actually, I would not be surprised if one already exists. Like you probably should just Google it and see, I haven't done that, but like, I, I would not be surprised at all if there's one that already exists. Yeah. It'd be cool if they had like a real, like a good, like app, like an app and like a online system. Yeah. Where you could like get certain points for like certain stuff, or people do certain things. Like, oh, yay, that yeah, guy got a kill. It would kill. be cool, and it, it would be a cool way to get more people, I think, into the pro league, or mm-hmm. like people who like maybe have a passing interest in it to get them a little bit more involved. Like, if I was doing that, I might pay a little more attention to pro league. Yeah, pro league actually is fun. Like, I I watched a lot more games this last the six invitational. Like, it's exciting. It's fun. It really is. But it just when you don't know the players more and you don't know the teams like it just yeah. doesn't mean anything yeah it's the same with football though football games that you don't care about the teams like i'm never gonna watch the jaguars versus the browns right that doesn't happen often that happens once every four years um but it's like i'm not gonna watch that game because i don't care at all right about that game but if you're doing fantasy football and you have i don't know any of their players right now um 
but you have X player on the Jets or on the Jaguars, like, oh, well, then I want to watch this game because I want to see if this quarterback throws this, this many yards or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good way to generate a little more interest, I think. Um, I mean, ultimately, like, the barrier to entry for me for Pro League is just the time. Is like, even mm-hmm. just watching one match, it just takes so yeah. long. And so. it's hard to say, like, we want it shorter because, like, some of them are, like you want to know who the better player is and you feel like you might be jipping them if you make it shorter. But also they don't need to be playing five, five games or up to like seven games before they decide who the winner is. It's like, okay, this is not MLB baseball where we need like seven days of the same team playing. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, come on. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just feel like make, make each individual game shorter and have like a high number of games you have to win as opposed to like, mm-hmm. we're going to play 17 rounds on this match until somebody gets ahead by two points. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, I'm sick of watching this map, you know, like yeah. let's, let's move on anyway. Okay. That's it for today, guys. Let us know what you think about the whole headshots thing. Like, should we try no headshots in siege? Yeah. I'm curious um, what everybody's opinion is about this. Yeah. Also, if you have uh, requests for operator spotlights, let us know. We're going to try to do those a little bit more regularly, um, depending on sort of how much siege news there is. You know, we'll we'll measure it that way. But um, also, if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes. That helps the podcast to be discoverable a little bit more and uh, be on people's radar. So if you wouldn't mind leaving us a positive review on itunes that would be great if you have something negative to say we have a podcast feedback channel on our discord that's what it's for <laughs> so you should join that <laughs> so, so join the discord also that's another thing everybody join the discord it's a fun time over 200 members now uh oh also we forgot to say we're gonna do community play dates mm-hmm. guys you have this idea we should have community play dates maybe once a month or i don't know how regular it'll be but um I think it'd be fun to get a bunch of us together. If we have enough, we can do some custom games and, you know, run uh, and maybe like try some stuff, you know, try like, okay, let's pretend like castles barricades are only hard breachable. You know, we can actually like just have that custom rule set among the people who are there and, and play that way and see like how well it works or whatever. Um, or we can just play, you know, like everybody wants to play a certain map. So we go play that map where we're not like subject to the wills and matchmaking. So that'd be fun. And if, if we don't get that many people, then we'll just get five of us together and and uh, go stomp some noobs in, in casual or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so our first community play date we want to do is going to be Friday, April 12th. Mm-hmm. Um, this is US time. So if you're in Europe or whatever, it's going to be the morning of April 13th. But so Friday night, April 12th is what we want to do. We'll get more specific with like times and stuff as we get closer. But um, so if you're interested, pay attention and uh, we'll we'll let you know. Also, if you want to follow us, you can follow me on Twitch and YouTube at VG Fiasco. I am just low with three O's on the same platforms. Go find his vlogs. (laughs) You should do it. It it will give you a good laugh. You, You will laugh probably. And you will also, it, there's a little bit of secondhand embarrassment. You oh, remember like, sure. you remember the, the office episode where Michael Scott has the Scott's tots and you're just so embarrassed for him. Like it's painful to watch. Oh, yes. That, that episode, a lot of Michael Scott is just cringe to watch. Like I just can't, I can't it's, do it. It's a little bit like that. It's, it's the bit worst like that. episode. So, okay guys. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Just goodbye.